Hey everybody and welcome back to the newest edition of the Swoop Radio Station here. It's your boy Josh Sanchez and man, all I gotta say is, wow, what a week of sports and now this marks the end of a long journey. This is the first time ever that baseball, football, basketball, college sports, you name it, every sport is not playing today. The first time since COVID-19 started. So this guy's, man, it has been a run of like four to five straight months of just sports. But we got to get to the main topic of hand. For today's podcast, before I get started, you can tune in on Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez on Anchor.fm, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and again on Anchor.fm. Just search Swoop Radio and I'll pop right up every Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. But the main topic for today's podcast, we got to get into the Los Angeles Dodgers and... For those who do not know, the Los Angeles Dodgers have won their seventh championship overall and first championship since 1988. And I must say, it's been a long drought for Los Angeles fans. You wouldn't think a team in Los Angeles would go over 30 years without winning a title. But that's what this Los Angeles Dodgers had to overcome and what they faced year in and year out. Uh, and you had uh, you had all the disappointments for the Los Angeles Dodgers. It started in the early to like mid 2000s, where in 08 you lose to the Phillies, in 09 you lose to the Phillies, back to back years in the NLCS. And as a Philly fan, I remember those moments. I remember Jimmy Rollins in 09 hitting the walk-off double to win for the Phillies, or Matt Stairs ripping one deep into the middle of the night. Great call by Joe Buck, and I'll get into him in a little bit as well. But yeah, those disappointments for the Dodgers in 08 and 09 did not making the playoffs to now, to now reaching the playoffs from 2013 all the way now, all the way to now in 2027 straight years. You go to three World Series, you lose to the Astros in 2017, Yeah, you can complain and say that the Astros cheated, but let's be honest, the Astros won three games on the road that series, including a game seven and and also in a game where the Dodgers stranded over 20 runners on base. So people love to say the Astros cheated and stuff like that. I'm not one of those people that really hate on the Astros. Honestly, I feel like they earned that title. You win game seven in Los Angeles. You got to get some props where props is due. You lose the World Series in 2017. You lose in the World Series in 2018 to the Boston Red Sox in five games. The Red Sox were just too good. The Dodgers also were heavily favorited in numerous series prior to that. You got to go to when the Dodgers lost to the Cubs in 2016. The Dodgers also lost to the St. Louis Cardinals back-to-back years. You also see the Dodgers lose to the Giants. The Dodgers lose to the Nationals. It's just been year after year of heartbreak for Los Angeles Dodger fans. And then when you finally saw the Dodgers beat the Rays in Game 6, and I'll get into more of that 
as we progress in today's podcast. But man, I you you just you just see the relief, the sigh of relief from Clayton Kershaw, Dave Roberts, and the entire Dodgers organization because there's no excuses. They have the highest payroll or one of the highest, definitely top three in baseball. They signed Mookie Betts. They have a stacked roster. They have Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw. They got a, they got a bunch of studs. Corey Seager, who ended up winning the World Series MVP. Justin Turner, who is a punk. Um, he's a punk because he likes to show up, even though he tested positive for COVID. I'll get into that also as well. Bone the pick with him and the stupid commissioner of baseball but man the Dodgers are a stacked team and the fact that they have not won yet and they've had plenty of talent one year it was Clayton Kershaw Zach Greinke and I forget the third pitcher but the Dodgers had a big three it was Rich Hill it was Clayton Kershaw Rich Hill and Zach Greinke and they still couldn't win but finally, the Dodgers got over the hump. They came back from 3-1 against the Braves in the NLCS. I already talked about the Braves in last week's podcast. And now they finally beat a Rays team that was definitely talented, but the Dodgers on paper are the better team. And now I got to get into Cash, the manager. He is a flat-up idiot in Game 6. Blake Snell in a game where he is balling nine strikeouts only allowed two hits in the game midway through the fifth you take him out and you put in a bullpen guy when your pitcher is only giving up two hits through five and two-thirds innings like there there comes a point where i get it baseball has become way analytical i think it's become too much of analytics and this is the perfect example. I, there's a line, and you just got to know when you when not to cross it and when to know to add the human aspect. Look, my pitcher's balling. I know statistically, usually he struggles in the third time of the lineup. But tonight, it's a World Series game. We need this win. If we lose, we go home. I'm riding with Blake for with Snell until we die. Until I die. And, he, and the manager failed to do so, puts in the bullpen guy. He ends up blowing the lead, giving up two runs, and then the rest was history. The Dodgers won 3-1, to one, and the Rays have now lost their second World Series. But what does this mean for the Dodgers in this shortened season? Championship is still a championship. Just like I said, for all these championships... There's definitely going to be a little bit of an asterisk just because there's no crowd. You're not doing your normal routine. You're not traveling. You're in a bubble. And, but I'm not negating any of their championships. All these championships were hard or hard fought owned and definitely boost the players legacy. Clayton Kershaw finally gets a World Series victory. And he pitched great in this World Series. He went 2-0 in two critical games, dominated Game 1 and dominated Game 5 when the Dodgers needed a win. Clayton Kershaw definitely showed everyone why he's one of the best pitchers to ever throw the ball. And finally, he now has an above-five record in the World Series and in the playoffs. A lot of people love 
to give him criticism, and he deserves his criticism. He usually has one start a postseason where he gets rocked. And for Clayton Kershaw, a guy with a career A, career ERA under 2.45, the fact that his ERA in the postseason is around four, and the fact that he's 13 and 12 in the postseason speaks volume. But he's 3-2 in the World Series. He's not like Justin Verlander, who has never won a World Series start. Clayton Kershaw was an MVP 2014, an NL Triple Crown winner. He is one of, I believe, around 5-10 to pitchers ever to do that in baseball history. And for those who do not know what the Triple Crown is, that is when a pitcher leads the league in wins, strikeouts, and ERA. It's only been done... I believe as much as, you're, as you can count on your fingers. That's how rare it is. And again, he has had a lot of postseason struggles and even struggled in this postseason against the Braves. But he really bounced back when, it's, when his team needed it. And now Clayton Kershaw is a champion and you got to put him right up there as one of the best pitchers ever. And it would be interesting to see what would have happened if Clayton Kershaw really didn't have like back injuries and actually pitched like how the old school pitchers pitched. It would have been very interesting to see. But he had over a year of over 300 strikeouts in his career. Like the list just goes on and on with Clayton Kershaw. And if there's one person I'm happy to finally get a ring, it is Clayton Kershaw. Finally, he got that postseason burden off of his back. And he just shows again why he is one of the best pitchers of all time. And cemented himself as a first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. There's no flaw in his game. So the Dodgers stand up beating the Rays 4-2, and some takeaways, it just came down to a lot of little things in the World Series. Obviously, my prediction was wrong. I thought the Rays were going to win in six, especially when they won game four. I was hype. I felt like the momentum shifted, but then Clayton Kershaw Threw an absolute gem in game five, six innings, two runs, got the job done, and that was a wrap. And the Rays definitely, definitely showed some promise, and they definitely have a bright future. But their manager should definitely get fired. It's too much of too too analytical. If your pitcher is pitching a gem, keep him in the game. Point blank, period. It's that simple. There's just certain things you do in sports. If a guy is hot in basketball, you continue to feed him the ball. Right? So if a pitcher is hot, you keep him in the game. It's just that simple. But yeah, congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers on winning your first title since 1988 and ending a 32-year drought. And now them and the Lakers have now won a championship in the same year. And the last time both LA teams won was in 1988 when both the Dodgers and the Lakers, led by Magic Johnson, who is who is the irony is the owner, one of the owners of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So you have Magic Johnson who won in the 1988 NBA Finals and is a five-time champion, five rings. As a player, five rings as an owner, and now you got a World Series ring. So Magic Johnson is just racking up the rings. But 
This was the last time both teams won. Congratulations to both Los Angeles teams. Too bad there's no parade. But definitely once the COVID clears up, you will see a parade for both the Lakers and the Dodgers. But what do you guys think about the World Series? Feel free to call into the station and voice your opinion. You can check out Swoop Radio on Instagram, Twitter. All you got to do is search at Swoop Radio underscore and hit that subscribe button on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Stick around. Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez will be back and get into his week eight or seven, I believe. I believe it's week eight already picks for this week. And I also got to recap what happened last week. But you guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the second topic of today's Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez. Earlier, I talked about the Los Angeles Dodgers winning the World Series, talked about the Rays, talked about everything. And now we got to get into some fun, some football. And man, last week I predicted seven NFL games. Yes, seven. I picked the Eagles to beat the Giants. That was correct. I picked this I picked the Titans to beat the Steelers, but clearly that was wrong. The Steelers won. Titans came back at the end, but a missed field goal. Absolutely pissed off. But I ended up going three and four this week. Last week, actually. And now for the year, I am 19, 9, and 1. So I'm still way above 500. This week, I'm definitely going to narrow that number. I definitely predicted way too many games because I was nervous looking at everything. But week seven in the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys officially suck. Annie Dalton, that's that's been the highlight of my year is the, the NFC East has been absolutely putrid. This entire year. And the fact that the Eagles are 2-4-1 and sit at the top of the NFC East and are pretty much going to win this year's division and possibly only win six or seven games. Man, Dallas stinks. And and the thing about it is if you stink, you have to play hard. You can't suck and not play at 100%. And this is what this Dallas team... That's how they're playing. Guys are playing half-ass effort. Guys are not running to the football. And then they love to put the blame game on the coaching staff and each other instead of looking yourselves in the mirror. Annie Dalton was hit. The hit was illegal. The guy should get a suspension for for the Washington football team. But there was not a single Dallas Cowboy that had Annie Dalton's back. If I'm Annie Dalton, I'm like, okay. Screw you guys. Next time I drop back for a pass, I'm not going to throw it to you. Okay, line. You guys suck. Like, so much for having your teammates back. And this Dallas team is imploding. They might honestly only win two games for the entire year. That's the pace that they're going. But right now in the NFC East, you have the Eagles 2-4-1. Washington... And the Giants two and five, 
or now Washington and the Cowboys two and five. My apologies. And the uh, New York Giants at one and six. And as even the Eagles barely beat the Giants, if Elvin Ingram catches that ball, the Giants are sitting atop of the division. Just let that sink in. Giants or Washington. So that's how bad the NFC East has been. I just had to put that little quick note about Dallas because they suck. And honestly, I might stop predicting Dallas games just because of how bad they're playing and just stick to Eagles and I'll pick a random, another random game each week. But to recap week seven and my picks, again, I went three and four, 19 and nine for the year, 19, 19, nine and one. So Swoop Radio is still spot on with his picks. So the, I got the Eagles game right. Eagles beat the Giants 22-21. Wentz showed some flashes of greatness and showed some flashes of what the hell are you doing? Wentz's interception was inexcusable. That's some stuff you that's some stuff not even kids doing peewee football. Like I you never I just some of his plays, I just shake my head. But the dime to Boston Scott, arguably the best pass by any quarterback of the year. Carson Wentz is definitely a bipolar quarterback. That's just it's like living with someone with bipolar disorder. Like when they're on, they're great. When they're not, you might as well just get the hell out of the house. Anyway, I'm only saying that because I have some personal experience with that. Anyway, continuing. Steelers and Titans, I got that game wrong. I picked the Titans to win. The Steelers actually won 27-24. I did predict, I was like, hey, I'm not a big fan of Big Ben right now. He's just dinking and dumping. He almost single-handedly cost Pittsburgh the game. He threw two costly picks. If the Titans kick that field goal and force it in overtime, I believe the Titans win that game. That's just my honest opinion. But got the game wrong. Got to give credit when credit is due. Pittsburgh is undefeated. I got the Cowboys game wrong. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win. Washington steamrolled them 25-3. You already know how I feel about the Cowboys. I got the Buccaneers right. And they look like they are one of the best teams in football right now. They just signed Antonio Brown as like an insurance policy guy, a backup guy. Man, the sky's the limit for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Tom Brady got mad weapons, 18 touchdowns, four interceptions. Since week three, Tom Brady has 15 passing touchdowns, just one interception. Rob Gronkowski, touchdown in back-to-back weeks, is starting to look like his old self. I picked him up on my fantasy team, so I'm pretty happy. The Buccaneers beat the Raiders 45-20. So, so far, that is four games that I predicted. I took the Patriots to beat the 49ers. That was completely wrong. The Patriots, we're officially in panic mode in New England. You're two and four. This is the worst start since 2002 when they did not make the playoffs. 49ers won 33 to six. Absolute beatdown. So, so far, I got Buccaneers, Eagles, and that's it. The rest I've gotten wrong. Cardinals and Seahawks, this is the game where I was like, I like the Cardinals, but then I swapped to Seattle. The Cardinals obviously got lucky in this game. Russell Wilson threw three picks, three costly interceptions. Big win for the Cardinals, though. This was a statement win. This shows that, hey, we are a legit playoff contender. They're 5-2. Seattle is now 5-1. Russell Wilson, again, threw three costly interceptions that cost the team the game. But... No panic mode in Seattle. They should be fine. 
And then this only no, 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 the third game I got right. I got the Rams beating the Bears 24-10. Nick Foles was awful. But I honestly blame the play calling and how bad Matt Nagy's system is in Chicago. It's just too bland. It's too basic. They need to they need to be able to get get out the best of their players. And when the coaching's bad on the offensive side, Matt Nagy's a good coach overall. But his play calling and his offense needs some work. So we're going to do this week's games. First week of November. I'm excited. November 1st. So as I'm looking at the schedule, I believe I'm probably going to do five games. So just let you guys know, five games. So Eagles, Cowboys, you got to go with the Birds. Dallas is infuriating. They suck. I think the Eagles rolled Dallas. I'm starting the Eagles defense on my fantasy team. Eagles win. They get a defensive touchdown. Carson Wentz throws three TDs, one pick, because I don't know what's going on with him in interceptions this year. I, I And also runs for a touchdown. Eagles win 42-10. to 10, Absolute beatdown uh, in Sunday Night Football. I'm going to do the Patriots and the Bills. I like the Bills in this game. I think that they win, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring defensive game. But I think the Bills get a late field goal. Bills beat the Patriots 18-16. to Expect a low-scoring game. My third game I'm going to pick, as I'm looking at the list, I like you got to go Steelers-Ravens. This game is at 1 o'clock CBS. I'm going with Baltimore to beat the Steelers. The Steelers are a good team. They're definitely a playoff team, but they're not an undefeated team. They're not that good. I think Lamar Jackson has a, it's going to be another low scoring game. I think Justin Tucker kicks at least three field goals in this game and a late one in overtime. Baltimore wins 26 to 24. So, so far I got the Eagles, Bills, and the Ravens. My fourth game I'm doing is the Saints and the Bears. Saints are four and two. Bears are five and two. Bears have all the question marks on offense. Saints have a little mojo with Kamara, but they have to go up against a tough defense in Soldier Field. I'm actually going to go with, I think the Saints win this game. I think it's going to be low scoring though. I don't know what it is with the Bears offense. They're just not putting up enough points right now. I think the Saints are going to show everyone, hey, like the Buccaneers, and it's going to be a great showdown between the Buccaneers and the Saints to win the division. But I like the Saints to beat the Bears 27-20. to Offense just does not put enough points, points up for Chicago in the game. And my fifth and final game is 49ers and Seahawks. I like the Seahawks to bounce back and beat the 49ers in this game, especially with all the injuries the 49ers are facing. I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has a key turnover in this game, and we just have to wait and see what's going to happen. 49ers have seek, have silently just started creeping back. They're 4-3, and three, but they're in a tough division. And I just see this 49ers team being a 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight football team this year especially with their injuries. But I like Seattle to beat the 49ers in this game. Russell Wilson has a bounce back game. Seahawks dominate. So for my five games this week, Eagles, I'm expecting a blowout from between the Eagles and Cowboys. Eagles, I got the Bills beating the Patriots on a late field goal. 
I got the Ravens beating the Steelers, Saints beating the Bears, and the Seattle Seahawks beating the 49ers. So this concludes today's podcast with Super Radio with Josh Sanchez. I hope you guys enjoyed all of our conversation today. Um, And again, you can tune in every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Anchor.fm. Just search Swoop Radio and I'll pop right up. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Happy Halloween, everybody. Stay safe. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop!